As we begin another church year, our God is still with us. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. For our encouragement on this day, we look to Isaiah, Isaiah 7:14. We hear the familiar words. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. It's the most wonderful, miraculous time. Time to see a wonderful sign. We live in a world of signs, so many that at times I think we are overwhelmed. Signs in the store, signs on billboards, highway signs of various sizes and shapes. What is the purpose of these signs? Well, to transmit a message, of course. For example, we come to a street corner intersection. It is good to have a sign there to remind us to stop our own safety and the safety of others. I still can remember from many years ago when I got a, one of the questions wrong on the driver's test because I did not recognize the sign. I did not know what it meant. God throughout the ages has given many signs, important signs to his people. It is the most wonderful, miraculous time. Time to look at a wonderful sign. The need for a sign. Maybe it's a stop sign or a merge sign or a caution sign. But signs are a real blessing when and where they are needed. Such was the case in our reading today. From Isaiah 7, we hear of a need for a great sign. God sent the prophet Isaiah. Say to him, be careful. Keep calm and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood. What's going on here? It's about 740 years B.C. before Christ was born. The northern kingdom called Israel and its allies from other countries has banded together to try to destroy the southern kingdom called Judah. In one day, 120,000 Jewish soldiers were killed and 200,000 were captured. King Ahaz and the people of Judah were afraid for good reason. Now, why would God be allowing such destruction to come to that southern kingdom where the promised Savior was to be born? Well, because King Ahaz did not follow in the ways of his father Jotham, grandfather Jotham, or his great-grandfather Uzziah. Ahaz built an altar of Baal in the very temple of God. He sacrificed his sons there. Eventually, he just closed down the temple completely and put altars on every street corner 
in Jerusalem. He became one of the worst, most wicked kings that ever ruled the southern kingdom of Judah. But he was still part of the house of David. And God had given special promises to the house of David. And God is faithful, even if kings and rulers and people are not. So God, out of grace and mercy, sent Isaiah to him to tell him and to tell the people of Jerusalem not to be afraid, not to be terrified of these kings from the north and their so-called threat to wipe out Judah. Yet this is what the Sovereign Lord says. It will not happen. It will not take place. But if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. God's promise through Isaiah contained a condition, didn't it? Trust in God's promise through Isaiah, and there will be rescue, and there will be salvation. Trust in the God of creation. Then these terrible things will not happen. Trust in Baal and other idols. Whether it's 740 years B.C. or 2012, those people are in trouble. Back to Isaiah. Strong words of warning. See, God was mercifully pointing out to Ahaz, because of his love for everyone, and because of the promise of a Savior to come through King Ahaz's line, God wanted to call him back. When we or other people are faithless, God is still faithful. What an amazing example we have here in Ahaz. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, a sign that this destruction will not happen. Whether in the deepest depths, or in the highest heights. I mean, humanly speaking, any sane and rational person would be terrified. The situation was dire. There was no humanly uh, reasonable way of getting out of it. But when the Almighty God tells you it will not happen, and when the Almighty God says, and if you doubt this yet, let me, let me assure you, by choosing any kind of a miracle that you want, you name it, it will happen, and in the same way, the promises that you will not be destroyed will happen. Wow, you know, what a marvelous God that's willing to go to extremes. See, God doesn't have to do that, either for Ahaz or for you and me, right? He doesn't have to give us these promises. He doesn't have to show us again and again in miraculous ways that he keeps his promise, always has and always will. But he does, right? So we will continue to trust in him and his every word and his every promise, no matter how much the world says ain't going to happen, couldn't happen, we know it will happen. What a marvelous God. 
that's willing to give Ahaz a sign, any sign, you name the sign. Sadly, Ahaz showed his utter lack of faith and trust in the Lord. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Note here, Ahaz is not being humble. He's being belligerent. Be careful when we find ourselves in a situation where God promises you something, and we say, oh, no, no, you know, I'm not going to test God on this. If God says, test me, you go forward. Take his test. Trust it. Believe it. Ahaz didn't. But God's plan goes on. Scary time for Ahaz, rejecting God through unbelief. Now God will have to give him the sign. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And what a sign it was. A sign that we're so familiar with. We hear every year at this time of the year, we hear at Christmas. A sign that maybe makes us feel all all warm and remembering the times when we were little children standing up here. But remember the context, the situation where this sign was given. It was given at a time of great fear, thinking that all is lost. sign was given for us, too, when we come into those times of fear. Listen to the Lord's sign again to Ahaz and to believers of all time, including us. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. It is the most wonderful, miraculous time. Time for the sign to be fully seen. As with many signs, whether uh, on the road or uh, when a person takes a driver's test, at first we may not recognize them or understand exactly what they mean. Signs in the Bible are prophecies, foretelling oftentimes, that may be fulfilled, I mean, right then, or a little while later, or some unknown time into the future. Now, when this sign or how this sign was fulfilled at the time of Ahaz, we are not told. We do know that by the year 722, the northern kingdom was completely destroyed, never to be heard of again. But what is crystal clear to us, to every believer, is the ultimate fulfillment of the sign, so familiar and well-loved, as we heard in Matthew chapter 1. Let these be encouragements. On this day, and when we hear it in the future, not to fear to be afraid of the enemies of God and our enemies. Matthew chapter 1. Joseph, son of David, in the line of David, as was Mary, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
Why would Joseph be afraid? What would he have to be afraid of? I mean, he's not a king, only a humble carpenter. Well, the young virgin that he was pledged to be married with, and in that culture, they were legally married, although he, they had not lived together yet. He was pregnant. Joseph knew he wasn't the father. Joseph was a humble believer that would want to follow God's will in every way possible. So he knew he needed to divorce her. But he didn't want to. Fear came over him. He he, he was afraid. He He was saddened by the decision that he would have to make. But then a most amazing event came about. God spoke to him. Not God personally or or through a prophet, but through an angel, a messenger of God. And what a message it was. That that baby, that baby that was conceived, created in Mary, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, by God himself. And if that wasn't amazing enough, message even got more unbelievable. And Matthew writes at this point, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. At long last, God was fully fulfilling the sign given first to wicked Ahaz given and carried by the remnant of believers through the Old Testament, given to us today. The significance of this sign is absolutely amazing. Listen again to what the angel revealed to Joseph. She, being Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. God's plan to protect, to rescue, to save those people who trust in him was now coming to fruition. The sign given was now the sign seen in its fullness. The ultimate one born of a virgin. Oh, yes, it took some time, didn't it? 700 years or so after the prophecy, the sign was first given. So we are reminded, God is not slow in keeping his promises. See, the same sign given to King Ahaz, most likely, did him no good at all. Thanks to Satan and unbelief and that sinful nature that ruled Ahaz. See, he didn't want a sign. He didn't understand the sign. He rejected the benefits that came from The sign. How about you and me? Parents, how about our children and grandchildren? Following the sign today? Will we or they follow it in the future? Satan is still active. We still live in a wicked world. And we have that sinful nature in us. As you know better 
than I do. It's a scary world out there. Real dangers, real enemies, and they're powerful, bent on destroying us. Sometimes do we forget, though, that we've got the sign. We've got the promise. We've got the Savior. We've got God with us. Listen again to Isaiah's words. When you find yourself forgetting and fearful, these words apply to us also. Say to him, say to us, be careful and keep calm and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of those two smoldering stubs of firewood. See, just as the dangers to Ahaz and the people of Judah, the dangers to us are no more to God than smoldering stubs of firewood out in a drenching rain. What chance do they have? Little or none, right? God says, you're mine. I'm not going to let this happen to you. You need a sign? I'll give you one. Right in that picture, right? There's the sign for you. Oh, we look at that sign at Christmas, but don't, you take your Christmas decorations down fine, but don't take the sign down from before your eyes because it is useful and beneficial to us each and every day. Defeat, disgrace, dishonor, never. Listen again to God's promise through Isaiah. But also listen to the condition. Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Ask yourself, as I need to ask myself, have, have we set up an idol other than the idol, the, other than the sign of Emmanuel in our hearts? Do we find ourselves worshiping on the street corners of other idols in this world? Your work, your occupation, your recreation, your sport team, your family? What will, if you have children again, what will your children or your grandchildren remember about you? I mean, especially in tough times, in times of danger and hardship, will they remember your words and your actions showing you trusted in that true God? And then they'll see God protecting and fulfilling that trust so that they too can look to and trust in that same God. How firm did you stand over this last year in trusting? Or, or this last month? Or yesterday? The ultimate smoking stub is hell itself. How can I and my family stand firm in the faith? By constantly looking at the sign Emmanuel, and all that this sign has done for us. And when we don't and we come short, then we go to that wonderful Lord and Savior willingly and lovingly giving our sins over to him. 
he takes him because he is Emmanuel, God with us. Born without sin. You know, didn't have that sinful condition that you and I received from our parents and from their parents and all the way back to Adam and Eve. He did not have that. And being a man, he had to live a life like we do, again, with the temptations and the dangers, but being God, he said no every single time. That God was not only with the people of his day, that God is with us too. And then he gives us credit for that. And then that God with us said, I love you so much, I'm going to take all the times that you've worshipped the other idols of this world and set them up in your heart. I'm going to take them to the cross. And that, on that cross that you see poking up behind the picture, right? that was God with us. That was man dying and suffering, but also God dying and suffering. So therefore, he could pay for our sins. He could pay for, for the, the, the punishment in hell. He could put out that smoldering stub of hell for us forever, and he did do it. Now we can live. We can live joyously and fearlessly looking at the sign, this sign. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And you will call him Emmanuel. It's truly a wonderful, miraculous time. A time to look at that sign of Jesus. Follow that sign. And grow every day with that sign. God with us, Emmanuel. Amen.